what I'm handing out here, what Levi's handing out, is some things that help us process what has God been doing in our lives and what is God doing and and how can we be listening and being intentional as we come into this new year with partnering in what God wants to do in our lives this year. This is something that I, I will tend to ask myself as I'm coming into the beginning of each new year. And there's probably a lot more that you could say on this first question. <laughs> what is one thing that you're thankful for from 2022? Just ways to think about that. How have you grown? What have you learned? What good things have happened? In the middle of a stress-filled world, it's easy for us to focus on all the things that are still stressful and all the things that are not fixed at the end of a year. And so it's good for us to think back and say, what is good? What, what has God done in my life? And it doesn't all have to be super spiritual things either. Things that you've learned, things that you've, that you've grown in. I've I actually, I, I decreased a little bit. I weighed in this morning and I weigh slightly less today than I did January 1st last year by about two pounds. So I can tell that through, uh, from Thanksgiving until today, I have grown (laughs) right here in the middle, just a little bit. (laughs) What is one thing you have been asking God for in 2022 that you haven't seen or received yet? That you have not received. You've been asking and you haven't seen it happen. What is one thing you would like God to teach you in 2023? What is one thing you would like to see God do in or through you and your family in 2023? And what is one thing you would like to see God do in our Destination Church family in 2023. You may have multiple things that come to your mind on every one of these. I do. But what I do is toward the end of each year, like around Thanksgiving time, I start asking God, God, what do you want to teach me the next year? And I'll tell you why I'm, where I'm going with this in a minute. God, what, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to focus on as I'm in your word, as I'm spending time in prayer, as I'm spending time with you, and as I'm spending time with people? What do you want me to be learning? How do you want me to be growing? Because what we can tend to do is we'll set all of our agendas. Here's, here's my, here's my uh, New Year's resolution. Uh, that typically what we do is, like, this is what I'm going to accomplish. Right? I'm not saying don't set any goals. I set goals. But what I can tend to do is set goals that are my own agenda for my life. 
but God has an agenda for my life. And it's much wiser for me to come and say, God, what do you want to teach me? And I would like to focus on that. So throughout December this year, I had several different ideas and none of them seemed like this is from the Lord. This is, this is God. This is like prophetic direction for me for this next year. And it wasn't actually until this morning, early this morning at just after six o'clock in the morning <laughs> when uh, I actually rerouted what I was going to talk about today. Um, because I felt like I heard from the Lord. As I was reading my Bible, what do you know? And I started to read Luke chapter 1. Don't worry, I'm not going to read you all of Luke chapter 1. I'm going to skip ahead. This is God. Actually, this is, sorry, this is the angel talking to Mary. Because she's just asked a very important question. How can this be, since I'm a virgin? And I've not had sexual relations with a man. And the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative, Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless or barren. And this is where I felt like God started to really speak. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary's response in verse 38 is, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel left her. Nothing will be impossible with God. What have you been praying for in 2022? I feel like I just feel like, yeah. Not getting anywhere. Nothing will be impossible with God. Now, if we're praying things that are definitely not according to God's word, you can pray till you're blue in the face and you're not going to win. But if we're praying things that are according to God's word, that the Holy Spirit is inspiring, we can know there will be breakthrough but the timing doesn't fall in a calendar year. Just because it's January 1 instead of December 31, God didn't just flip the page and go, okay, new plan. God's plan has been working out since before he said, let there be light in Genesis 1.1. Or 1, 1.1 and following. <laughs> I kept reading in, in Luke. And Elizabeth has her miracle baby. And the, the way that's written down in scripture about Elizabeth is very nice and, and polite and just says the way of women had passed from her. You know, she's, 
She's past childbearing age. But she's miraculously able to conceive and give birth to John the Baptist. And when John the Baptist, who is Jesus' older cousin, when he's born, his father, Zechariah, begins to praise God and prophesy at the same time. And I'm looking at verse 37. Sorry, not 37. This is the fun thing. I got a gift for myself. Uh, This wasn't so much a Christmas gift as an after Christmas kind of coming into New Year's gift. It's my first pair of readers. You've heard me say several different times when I'm reading in my Bible, and I'm like, I can't see the words on the page. And then I left the readers at home because I'm not used to having them. So I'm staring at my Bible, and I'll, I'll figure this out, how far the Bible needs to be from me. <laughs> it's verse 73. Luke 1, 73. This is in the middle of Zechariah's prophecy speaking about God, says, he has given us the privilege since we have been rescued from the hand of our enemies to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And then he begins to prophesy over his son that you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. You will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And then John the Baptist grows up, and become spiritually strong. His father prophesied into his life. But what really stuck out to me was that God has given us, do you guys realize it is a privilege that we have coming into this year? It's a privilege. What, what, what is the privilege? He, he kind of interrupts himself for a second. He's given us the privilege since we have been rescued realize that when Zechariah wrote this, we have been rescued. John the Baptist has just been born. Jesus is still in the womb. We have been rescued. It's so sure in the plan and purpose of God, in in the the economy of God and everything, the way he works everything out, it's so sure. It's as if it's already accomplished, even while they're still walking it out. John is going to be executed. Jesus is going to be executed. There's going to be a lot of difficulty, and all of it is working out together for God's rescue plan, we have been rescued. Guys, it's still true 
today. We're, we're living for each of us in our lives. We're walking out God's rescue plan, but we have been rescued. We live in this tension of the now and the not yet. The kingdom has come and the kingdom is coming. There's a now we have been rescued and there is a yet to come total fulfillment of we're going to see what all that looks like. It's still coming. Rescued from the hand of our enemies. So what's the privilege that we have? To serve him without fear. In holiness and righteousness. In his presence all our days. This is our privilege. If we jump to the second part. What's our privilege? To serve him in holiness and righteousness. It can sound like a to-do list. Oh man. It's like. My dad's saying, this is your privilege to do your chores. Because you've got a house to do chores in. You've got a lawn to mow. This is your privilege. And it just sounds like work. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a privilege. This sounds like a spin happening right now. <laughs> All of the holiness and righteousness comes with this foundation. We're serving him without fear. My brain can tend to run really quickly to, well, what about the fear of the Lord? That's a good thing. It's good for us to have a fear, a healthy fear of God. But this word, aphobos, that can be translated without fear, the idea is this. We serve God boldly. We serve God confidently. We're not serving out of this place of fearful timidity. We're serving as a people who have been rescued. So when God is calling us into a life that honors him, Speech that honors him. Actions that honor him. It's all coming from this place of knowing I am confident in God who has rescued me. So as I'm walking out my life, I know. This is this, I'm, I'm walking out the twists and the turns. I'm praying prayers. I'm waiting for breakthrough. But I know I am rescued. I know I am secure in God's rescue plan. His salvation plan is not a maybe in my life. It's a definite in my life. I know where I'm going. Do you know where you're going? Do you know what eternity looks like for you? I'm seeing lots of nods. That's great. Eternity looks like life forever with God and his people. Your sin nature 
eradicated. You are now set free completely to live for him. And that forever life that we will enjoy in Christ, because of Christ, will be a life walking in the fulfillment of God's plan, the fulfillment of his purpose, enjoying the way he designed you. But we get to enjoy his presence even now, all of our days. We get to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. So the, as I was reading this and it, you know, it first jumped out at me in verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And I've been thinking about that coming into the new year. God, what do, what do we need to go for as a church? And today is not a big vision Sunday. That's next week. Today we wanted to receive communion together, be together, worship together. But as I was reading verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. And I'm thinking of this whole story and what they're about to walk through. What came to my mind was the perseverance that is required to walk out what God has for us to walk out. And persevering in things that we know God has said. What has God Said, this is why I handed this to you. What have you been praying for in 2022 that lines up with God's word? What have you been asking him? God, what do you want me to be praying for? It's going to require perseverance because the answers don't always come right away. And they always, well, almost never come the way we think they're going to. It requires perseverance. And I felt like God said, that's what I want you to learn about. And that's what I want you to continue learning this next year. So this is for me personally, perseverance. Things don't always look like we think they're going to look. We had the the joy um, because of the Hilliard Festival team, this Summer, we got to participate, like we have in the past, in the Hilliard Festival. And I met with several of the pastors around. And uh, Bryant Temple, who's leading another church plant in the neighborhood, they're meeting down at Shaw Middle School. Bryant and I were praying together. And we're like, God, we want to see people saved. Like when we gather in the park, we want to see people saved. You want to see people coming to Christ. And uh, I asked Brian, I said, hey, that'd be a really great way to kind of, he grew up in the neighborhood, but it'd be a really great way to kind of reintroduce you to the neighborhood as a, as a leader. Would you come up after I preach and would you give the invitation for people to join the family? And he's like, yes, happily. And so we're praying into this. We get to the, that day and Bryant gets up there, presents the gospel to people very simply, just inviting people. It's like crickets. 
You are like, well, I mean, we're having fun. This is great being together. This is a statement. Good. But God, we're praying for people to be saved. We're, we're, we're praying for like actual life change. And, and, and Bryant, Bryant kind of graciously goes, well, apparently everyone in the sound of, within the sound of my voice already knows Jesus and uh, is a Christian and knows where they're going. You know, he kind of looks at me like, I'm not sure what else to do. No one's replying. No one's responding to this. And uh, he turns it back over to me. And I'm like, okay, God, we're praying into this. What? What's going on? And then we got to pray with Michelle after the meeting. Because Michelle had a friend who was pregnant, had cancer, couldn't, I can't remember all the details. You probably remember the details. You can ask Michelle the, the details. They couldn't do the right cancer treatment that they needed to do because of the baby. Like, how do we do all this? So we just prayed for her friend who wasn't even at the park. And then Michelle comes back a couple weeks later and says, baby's healthy, cancer's gone. And we're like, guys, God doesn't, He's not always doing things in the timing that we want him to be doing. That didn't make sense. You got it. You got it. We're just like, wow. I've never, I don't, that I know of, I've never prayed for anyone and seen them healed of cancer. Prayed for a lot of people with cancer, but never seen anyone healed. And I'm sure there were plenty of other people praying as well. But you're like, God, what are you doing? And I think it's really good as we come into this new year to say, God, what are you doing? Not just, here's my agenda. Even when my agenda, can I tell you that the agenda of seeing people come to Christ very much lines up with the word of God? <laughs> There's no doubt about this. This is the whole point of the cross. And why did we receive communion? We're remembering Jesus who came to seek and save the lost, right? Right? It lines up with God's word, but what is God saying? In my life, God is saying, I want you to learn about perseverance this year. And I printed off a bunch of people already grabbed them. If we need to make more, we'll grab more or make more. I'm inviting you to join me this year, join Becca this year. It doesn't have to be the same Bible reading plan that we use, although we printed off multiple copies of what we use. Whatever plan best suits you, maybe you already have a plan, something that you use. But as you are asking God about this, what do you want me to learn? What do you want me to do? It's a really good idea as you're asking him that question to be getting into his word and hearing what his word says about that thing. So what Beck and I use is the life journal reading plan and we do journaling that goes along with it. Um, you don't have to do that. But what I'm suggesting to you is that you begin to get into God's word as if you I'm not saying that you aren't, 
And whatever it is that he's challenging you to be learning and growing in this year, as you're reading scripture, be looking for that. It gives a, a fresh direction to your Bible reading. It gives a, like it can begin to, your eyes will see things differently. You'll read things differently when you're asking God to show you something specific. You'll start to see it. It's like when you buy, uh, like Beck and I, when, when we bought this red Mazda, I now see them. I see them on the street. I never noticed them before until now I have them. And so they start showing up everywhere. When you ask God to show you things from his word, you'll start to see things in his word that you wouldn't without that direction. So these questions, what we're going to do with this is, and I would just challenge you, if you, unless you have something else already going on on Wednesday, come back on Wednesday night at 6.30 and we're going to share some of these. Share what what uh, what you feel, things that we can be praising God for that he's done in this last year, but also those things you've been asking God for that you haven't seen the breakthrough yet. We're going to agree together. We're going to pray into these things. And the things that you're saying, God, what's that one thing you'd like God to teach in 2023? We're going to pray into that for you and with you. And we'll pray into this together. So this is sort of a two-parter. We get this morning, and then we come back on Wednesday night, and we're going to go after these things together. Um, So if by Wednesday, you can have some of this ready to go, and if you're like, I can't come on Wednesday, bring it to your community group and next week, and we'll be doing the same thing, talking through that more. Um, in our community groups.